0: Welcome to the Condo Market Analysis. I'm Peter Zalewski. I'm your host. Every Monday, I do a statistical deep dive into what's going on in a particular market located within the Tri-County, South Florida region of Miami-Dade, Broward, Palm Beach County. For this particular episode, we're going to go ahead and we're going to focus on Miami-Dade County in general. Um, Most of our um, podcasts are focused on uh, areas that are located east of Interstate 95, Uh, primarily coastal areas for this podcast. I'm gonna look east and west of Interstate 95 to give you a listener an idea of, um, you know, what's the overall market like, Um, uh, what's it look like. So a couple things I wanna point out to you before we get started. Uh, One, if you wanna see any charts or if you wanna read um, anything that's been written associated to these uh, statistics, Go to condovulturesrealty.com, Scroll down to the middle of the page, in uh, home page, and there you'll find a whole series of reports that are all uh, specialized in, in 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 focus on a particular niche or a um, type of product type uh, within a particular market. What are those different niches? Well, we look at condos, we look at luxury condos, we look at distressed condos. We also look at the rental market. Point number two: all the the data. Um, that we'll refer to. It's all coming from the Southeast Florida MLS matrix. What is that? That's a database that realtors use to go ahead and uh, market product uh, if once they get the listings, as well as to find product if they are working with customers or clients um, to go ahead and do a deal. Now this could be a transaction and or it could be a, uh, a rental type of situation. So those are the two things to sort of keep in mind uh, about the statistics. Um, before we go ahead and begin our podcast, I want to remind you, if you're not yet a subscriber to the podcast, please go ahead and do so wherever you listen to your podcast. And also, too, if you like what we're doing, leave us a, uh, a rating as well as some comments. Uh, more ratings we get in comments, uh, the more likely we are to go ahead and uh, spread our message and move towards trying to bring uh, or accomplish our goal, which is trying to bring straight talk to an overhyped software Florida real estate market. And then finally, if you, um, if you got a comment for us, it's a question, it's a, co- uh, a compliment, a criticism, Any or all the above, uh, we want to hear from you. All comments we receive, we go ahead and we read on Wednesday during our Reporters Roundtable podcast, where I bring together current form of journalists, talk about some of the biggest headlines that have occurred within the last week. So if you want to uh, make a comment, go ahead and send an email to inquiry at condovultures.com, I N Q U I R Y at condovultures.com. And again, on Wednesday, um, the following Wednesday, we'll go ahead and we'll discuss it on the air during our Reporters Roundtable podcast. So, all that being said, I hope you, um, or I'd like you to fasten that seatbelt, lean back, and get ready to enjoy. Uh, a statistical deep dive into the Miami-Dade County condo markets.
1: This is Peter Zaluski of the Condo Vultures Podcast. Back in 1995, I got my real estate license, but I didn't practice for a number of years simply because I was writing about real estate as a journalist. 2006, I broke out and I launched a company called Condo Vultures. The idea was to try to use information Uh, data, and know-how to try to get the best deals on behalf of buyers. So if you are a buyer and you're looking for a deal, you're looking to try to understand the condo market in the Tri-County, South Florida area, myself or my team are here to help you. To get a hold of us, please call us at 305-865-5859, 305-865-5859, or visit our website, condovulturesrealty.com. If you're enjoying the Condo Vultures podcast and you want more information, but this information in the written word as well as charts, why not sign up for the South Florida Distress Market Intelligence Report? To do so, go to condovulturesrealty.com. Slightly below the main banner and logo, you will see a sign up box. It's called the South Florida Distress Market Intelligence Report sign up. Simply enter your email address, hit subscribe, and lo and behold, every week you'll be sent a newsletter giving you the latest updates on what's going on in the distress market in South Florida.
0: Welcome back to the Condo Market Analysis Podcast. I'm your host, Peter Zalewski. This is going to be a statistical deep dive into what's going on in the condo market in Miami-Dade County, both east and west of Interstate 95. And again, as I mentioned previously, if you want to see any of the uh, charts that are associated with uh, these these podcast segments, and or if you want to read anything that we've gone ahead and we've um, written and published about it, go to condovulturesrealty.com, scroll down the middle of the page, and there you'll find a whole series of reports. Also, too, the data is coming from the MLS uh, down here in South Florida. It's called the Southeast Florida MLS Matrix. This is the database that realtors use to go ahead and market products that are for sale or for rent, as well as uh, it's a database that's used probably by you, the listener, if you're going ahead on, you're going online and you're searching for properties in and around the Miami-Dade County market. So let's get into the condo market. Now, overall in the condo market in Miami-Dade County, you've got about 11,365 condos that are on the market, uh, 11,365. In 2020, and that's what we're going to compare all our statistics to, what happened in the entire 2020 year, which, as you know, was the pandemic. If you remember January, February, those were uh, near the peak times of the 2020 uh, tourism season. Remember, we had the Super Bowl in South Florida um, in 2020. Shortly thereafter, in March, um, the pandemic began. Everything went into lockdown, and the market sort of changed. Not sort of, but did change overnight. So... This is uh, this is a recap of what happened statistically. So again, okay, 10,671 units traded in Miami-Dade County in 2020, that's January through December. And again, on the listing side, 11,365. So what does that mean? Well, that means if 10,671 units traded in the year 2020, and there's 12 months in a year, that's an average of about 889 condos trading each and every month in 2020 in Dade County. Now, if I take that $889, that's traded per month in Dade County, I divide it into what's currently available, which is 11365 I come up with nearly 13 months of supply, 13 months of supply. Um, as mentioned in previous podcasts, um, six months is equilibrium. So anything less than six months gives a seller the advantage because there's effectively nothing to choose from anything more than six months gives the buyer the advantage because there's way too much to choose from. So the Miami-Dade County condo market statistically is a buyer's market. So don't necessarily believe all the hoopla and the hype that you're reading. Uh, The statistics suggest that this is a buyer's market with close to 13 months of supply. Now, Places that are for sale in Dade County condos, what's the average asking price per unit or per door? Coming in at $999,300, 999300 just under that um, is the average asking price. Now, in uh, 2020, 12 months of 2020, what did the uh, average condo trade for? $464,700, $464,700. So what does that mean? That means there's about one hundred and fifteen percent difference between what a landlord or a seller is asking versus what a buyer is typically willing to pay. So what does that suggest? That suggests that, again, because there's so much product available that but yet sellers are still very optimistic on what they can achieve in terms of their condo. Therefore, they're languishing on the market. They're not selling because there's a big um, disconnect between the seller and the buyer. Now, as important as it is to go price per unit, which a lot of you might focus on, I would encourage you to focus more so on price per uh, square foot, price per square foot. Just like uh, many of us don't know how much a barrel of oil costs, but we do know how much a a gallon of gasoline costs. And when you're comparing a gallon of gasoline from one um, gas station to another, you can really get a sense of kind of where the value is. And when it comes to condos, for the most part, they are uh, commodities. Um, Some of them might have a nicer countertop or flooring or slight upgrades. Other ones do not. And there you simply factor in the price. But other than that, it's all virtually the same. Unlike a single family um, home, which tends to be a unique type of property because of where the land is located, the configuration of the land, how many stories the house is, uh, the house is as well as the interior. You can't really uh, change that many things in a condo while you can change a ton of things in a house. So I would tell you, when you think of house, think of work of art. When you think of condo, think of commodity, and therefore everything should be in the ballpark price range. Now, what do we got going on on a price per square foot basis, which again, I think is the most important in Dade County. Average asking price five hundred sixty three bucks a foot five six three a square foot. Units that traded in twenty twenty. Remember January through December, what they trade for three nineteen a foot three nineteen a foot. That means there's about a seventy seven percent difference between what a seller is asking and what a buyer is willing to pay. And again, twenty percent difference is normally when it will start to get interesting. 8 to 12% difference is when you tend to get a deal done. So uh, from a price per square foot basis, um, the Miami-Dade County condo market is definitely a buyer's market. And then finally, days on market. The condos that are on the market right now in Miami-Dade County, they've been there an average of 269 days, 269 days. The units that traded in uh, 2020, how long did it take them? 133 days. So 269 is how long these condos are sitting there, but the ones that trade, they trade in 133 days. So that shows you if a property is appropriately priced, it's going to transact. And if it's not, it's basically going to languish on the market. And that is the story going on in Dade County. And that's why we have close to 13 months of supply, making Miami Dade County a buyer's market from a condo perspective. So we're going to take a commercial break. The other side the break, we're going to get another luxury condos.
1: This is Peter Zalewski of the Condo Vultures podcast. I hope you're enjoying the podcast, and I wanted to alert you that if you have a property that you're looking to sell in the Tri-County, South Florida area, I would encourage you to reach out to Jenny Cortez, a licensed real estate broker with CVRRealty.com. She's my partner. She's been in the business for uh, north of 15 years. More importantly, she knows the market. She knows how to get a deal done. And she also realizes that it's more important to get a price that you can accept and sell the property rather than to hold firm on some price that's never going to be achieved and ultimately languish on the market. So if you're looking to do do a deal that you want a skilled expert who can help you sell a property, reach out to Jenny Hortes at 305-865-5859, 305-865-5859, or visit her website, cvrrealty.com.
0: Welcome back to the Condo Market Analysis. I'm your host, Peter Zaluski. We're talking about condos in Miami-Dade County. The previous segment, I talked about condos. Now let's talk about luxury condos. First and foremost, what is a luxury condo? Um, easy answer is nobody knows. There is no definition of a luxury condo. Uh, if you're coming down to South Florida and you're looking for a condo, everybody's gonna tell you whatever's for sale is luxurious. Um, doesn't matter if it is a a dish uh, uh, at a restaurant, if it is a car, if it is a condo, if it is a piece of art, if it is a couch, all of it is luxurious. Now, I don't know. I don't necessarily. I, I'm not bowled over, and I'm not convinced by a lot of the um, hyperbole that's thrown around when it comes to uh, some of these things like that. So what we do to sort of uh, cut through it all is um, we we draw a line in the sand, and we say if a property is asking price of a million dollars or more, it's luxurious. And if it has an asking price of $999,999, it's not luxurious. Simple as that. So that is our divider. Our, div- our divider is a million dollars. A million dollars asking price. It's luxurious. Anything less than that, it's not. Are we right? Yes. Are we wrong? Yes. Um, what about everybody else? Well, it's the same thing because, again, there's no definitive way to define luxury. It is a subjective type of word that everyone tends to use down here because they all think that what they have is luxurious. So that being said, let's get into the luxury condo market in Miami-Dade County. Currently, 2,370 luxury condos, again, priced at a million dollars or more, are on the market, 2,370. In 2020, January through December, 833 traded, 833 traded. That's an average of about 69 luxury condos trading each and every month in 2020 in Miami-Dade County. If I take those 69 condos that trade per month, I divide it into the current um, uh, product that's available, 2370. I come up with 34 months, three, four months of uh, product that's currently on the market, which is close to three years of supply. Now equilibrium in the condo market is six months six months anything less than six months is a seller's market anything more is a buyer's market now when you get into some luxury type of product brokers will tell you they need more time to sell this stuff and as a result they'll say that 12 months to as much as 18 months is required in order to sell a luxury condo uh in south florida well if you get, take them at their word and you say 18 months is uh, effectively what it takes it still means the luxury condo market of miami-dade county is a buyer's market because there's 34 months of supply far greater than the 18 months that uh, some luxury brokers will uh, ask for simply because they can't move this stuff. Now, what about pricing? Uh, average asking price for a condo, luxury condo in Miami-Dade County, just under $3.2 million is the ask, $3.2 million. In 2020, luxury condos in Miami-Dade County, they traded for an average of just under $2.5 million. So 3.2 is the ask, 2.5 dollars is what they trade for. What's the difference? About 29% spread, about 29% spread. And remember, typically when, they, when the asking price is 20% difference, you tend to get some activity going on. Maybe a deal could get done. But the deals tend to happen when the difference is about 8 to 12%. So you can see the sellers of luxury condos in Miami-Dade County, unlike regular condos, the luxury condo sellers, they realize that they got a, a buyer's market and they're pricing the properties a little bit more appropriately. Now, what about price per square foot? Which again, is really the most critical aspect of sort of gauging and trying to understand uh, what's going on in a condo because it's a commodity. Well, uh, the average asking price eleven thirty seven a foot, eleven thirty seven a foot in Miami-Dade County for luxury condo units that traded in twenty twenty. What they trade for eight eighty a foot, eight eighty a foot, twenty nine percent difference, twenty nine percent difference. So, mm-hmm. virtually the same is what you got going on, on a price per door basis. So you can see sellers of luxury condos, so-called luxury. Um, they're trying to get out and they're trying to price appropriately. And then finally, days on market. Those luxury condos that are on the market right now in Miami-Dade County, they've been there an average of 274 days, 274 days. Units that traded, it still took them 218 days to trade, 218 days to trade. So I will tell you, if you are a seller of a luxury condo or if you're a realtor going to take a listing on a luxury condo, keep in mind that uh, it's, you're in for the long haul. You know, you're know, you looking at, uh, what is that, nine months uh, of being on the market without selling, and then the ones that actually do sell, it's going to take them seven months or so in order to sell. So, um, you know, it's tough sledding, uh, uh, if you will, in the luxury condo market in Miami-Dade County, which is definitely um, statistically uh, reflecting that it is a buyer's market. So we'll take a commercial break. The other side break, we're going to get into the distressed condo market in Miami-Dade County.
1: This is Peter Zalewski of the Condo Vultures podcast. Before I started doing these podcasts, I basically was in the business of being a licensed real estate broker, a contributing um, columnist for the Miami Herald as well as the Miami Real Deal, but also expert witness work in consulting. So if you are looking for an expert witness or if you're looking for consulting services, a straight talk perspective as to what's going on in a particular marketplace, a building or th- what happened previously for whatever your situation is, whether you are a, an attorney, whether you are an institutional fund looking to invest, or whether you're a lender, who's trying to come up with some sort of strategy and approach uh, for your lending committee going forward, I just might be able to help you to get a hold of me. Please uh, reach out to Peter at CondoVultures.com. That's Peter at CondoVultures.com. Or give me a call to the office at 305-865-5859, 305-865-5859.
0: Welcome back to the Condo Market Analysis Podcast. I'm your host, Peter Zalewski. We're talking about the Miami-Dade County condo market that we talked about condos, then we talked about luxury condos. Now we're gonna talk about the distrust condo market. Um, before we get started, let me sort of point out some some real uh, basic points to the distrust condo market. There's effectively two types of uh, distrust product types. One is called a short sale, a short sale. Short sale is when a borrower who has a mortgage on a property they, need, they want to sell, but the mortgage or the amount of money they owe is more than the place is actually worth in the given market, more than the place is worth. And in, in order to do this, what the seller is going to try to do is they're going to try to bring in a buyer that based on the offer that the seller is willing to accept, they're then going to take it to the bank and they're going to ask the bank to go ahead and allow the transaction to go forward and take a loss, take a loss because the uh, the current borrower or owner is gonna come up short of repaying what's ultimately owed. Now, why would a bank uh, possibly uh, be willing to consider, uh, consider taking less than they're actually owed? So in order they can avoid foreclosure, in order so they can avoid foreclosure. Foreclosure, keep in mind, it takes about nine to 12 months and there's going to be litigation fees involved. There also could be damage to the place as well as just the possibility and the likelihood that a bank probably doesn't want to own real estate. They'd much rather be in the loan business where they're collecting money and they're assessing a borrower rather than actually having to be a property manager in and deal with all of that. So if a property is not able to uh, short sell, meaning the buyer and the seller uh, who bring it together an offer to a bank and the bank rejects it, and it doesn't want to accept less than what it's owed, then the, typically the foreclosure process will begin and the bank will take title some nine to 12 months later, minimum nine to 12 months later. And lo and behold, the bank now has control of it. The property is uh, put into a category on the bank's balance sheet that says it is a real estate owned or a REO or a bank owned. So. Um, those are the two categories, short sale. Somebody is trying to get out early and avoid foreclosure by asking the bank to accept less or something short of what's owed. And then a REO, a real estate owned, is when a bank actually forecloses, takes title to a property and now is going to try to sell that product. So what do we got going on in the Miami-Dade County um, distrust market? Well, there's nearly 90 distrust condos, both short sales and um, real estate owned that are currently on the market in um, Miami-Dade County in 2020. We had nearly uh, 32 distressed units trading each and every month, about 32 units trading each and every month. Now, what's the overall supply that's available. You're looking at just about three months of supply, three months of supply. But, um, you know, I want to focus in on the short sales versus the REO. So I wanted to give you that big picture and close to 90 units for sale an average of 32 units trading each and every month. And right now you're looking at about three months of supply. So that's the big picture for the Miami-Dade County Distress Market. Now let's drill down into the short sales and then we'll follow it up with the REOs. So on the short sale slide, 26 Miami-Dade County short sales are on the market, 26. In 2020, uh, January through December, 51 traded, 51 traded. So those 51 that traded in the year, 12 months, that works out to an average of about four units a month that I trade, four units a month. If I take the four units a month that trade, I divide it up once available, which is 26. I come up with about six months of supply. So there you go. On the short sale side, you got Equilibrium. Now, on a pricing uh, from a pricing perspective, the average asking price per door for a short sale in Miami-Dade County for a condo, three seventy-eight, three forty-two, three seventy-eight, three forty-two units that traded in 2020, they traded for. $200,900, $200,900 is what they traded for. So that's a difference of about 88%, 88% between the average asking price and the average transaction price for a unit. Now, how does it work on the price per square foot basis? Well, on a, on a price per square foot basis, the average asking price for a short sale, $261 a foot, $261 a foot for in, um, in 2020, average transaction price for Miami-Dade County short sale, $199 a foot, $199 a foot, about 31% difference. And again, typically 20% difference between the asking price and the average transaction price is when you'll start to see some sort of activity, and 8 to 12% typically a deal gets done. And then finally on a short sale, um, those short sales that are on the market, they've been there an average of 113 days, 113 one, units that traded in 2020, they sold in 148 days. You can see these short sales, um, you know, while they've been on the market quite some time, they're still not close to what it typically takes in order to get a short sale sold in Miami-Dade County based on 2020 statistics. Now, let's talk about REO. Remember, these are the condos that were ultimately foreclosed and the bank has taken title. The uh, property has been put in a category in the bank's balance sheet that are referred to as real estate owned or REO. So currently uh, 61 REO condos on the market, 61 REO condos on the market. In 2020, 327 traded, 327. So those 327 that traded, uh, divide that by 12 months in 2020, come up with an average of about 27 units trading each and every month, 27 units trading each and every month. So if I take the 27 units to trade per month, I divide it on what's currently available, which is 61, I come up with about 2.2 months of supply, 2 point two months of supply now you say peter wow that sounds really good i mean that's definitely a seller's market because it's less than six months which is equilibrium i will say yes it is but i will also point out to you that the banks are in control of these properties banks um, are trying to get whatever they can back in return because remember they foreclose so chances are they lost money on the deal as well as not only non-payment but ultimately what was ultimately borrowed because the um the properties when they go through foreclosure they're auctioned off Uh, In theory, and if nobody's willing to pay what's owed to the bank, the bank takes it back and then they have to turn around and try to resell it. So what banks will do is they will release the product in such a slow, controlled way that they're able to juice pricing. So a lot of times you will not see equilibrium in the REO market. You will see uh, what looks like a seller's market, but that's only because it's artificially... uh, reduce in terms of what the banks could put on the market. They're simply trying to put the properties, on, the REO properties, on the market in such a way they can increase their pricing uh, possibilities. Now, average asking price for a uh, bank-owned condo in Miami-Dade County: five hundred ninety-six thousand three hundred bucks. Five nine six three hundred units that traded in twenty twenty. What they trade for in Miami-Dade County? 212243 bucks, 212243 So that's a difference of 181% between the average asking price of $596,300 to the average transaction price of $212,243. So um, it shows that uh, banks are trying to get a ton, uh, a hell of a premium for the condos that they've had to take title to, and now they're trying to resell as REOs. Now, um, as important as price per door is uh, price per square foot again is what i think you ought to focus on so for the bank owned condos in miami-dade county what's a, is what is the price per square foot 348 a foot is the average asking price 348 a foot units that traded in 2020 what they trade for 195 dollars a foot, 195 a foot. That's about a 79 percent spread, 79 percent spread or difference between the two. And again, 20 percent difference typically uh, starts to get interesting, and eight to 12 percent of the deal tends to get done. And then finally, days on market. The REOs that are on the market right now in Miami-Dade County, remember, and the prices are really higher, much higher than uh, what you would find in terms of uh, activity getting done. You know, based on uh, average transaction size. So right now, 110 days is how long these REOs have been on the market. 110 units that traded in 2020 took them 75 days, 75 days. So again, properties that are appropriately priced are going to trade and they're going to trade relatively quickly. The other ones that are not appropriately priced are simply going to languish on the market until there's some sort of move. That move could be the seller deciding that they're willing to accept less or that could be the possibility that a new listing broker is uh, brought in. and the original listing broker, is basically is blown out. And different marketing strategies sort of go in the place. But, um, you know, if you are a lender or if you're trying to do a short sale, chances are it's going to take you quite some time to get a deal done in the distressed market uh, for Miami Dade County uh, condos. So we'll take a commercial break. The other side break, we can get into the rental market.
1: If you're listening to this podcast, think about who else it is. If you want to reach that crowd, which tends to be investors, buyers, developers, lenders, why not advertise on the Common Cultures podcast? To do so give us a call at the office 305-865-5859 305-865-5859 or send an email to inquiry at condovultures.com i-n-q-u-i-r-y at condovultures.com
0: welcome back to the condo market analysis podcast i'm your host peter zalewski we talked about condos and we talked about luxury condos and we talked about the stress condos in miami-dade county now we're going to talk about the rental market and now some of you might say well I don't buy a condo, but I have no intention of renting it. Well, things change, uh, situations change all of a sudden. Um, you know, your intent could be a little bit different. Maybe you decide you're going to need to rent uh, out your condo. Let me give you some perspective about, uh, what's going on in that marketplace. So that's what I like to do. Just kind of lay the information out there. And then this way you can sort of go in with eyes wide open. Um, if you will Now. Uh, a couple things to point out as i get into the uh, rental statistics first and foremost all of the um, all the deals i'm going to refer to all the numbers they're going to be based on the multiple listing service so what that means is uh, a landlord has basically uh, hired a realtor and what's a realtor a realtor is somebody with a real estate license joins a club, pays $1,000 a year, and for that $1,000 a year, they get to call themselves a realtor and they get to input the properties that are available for purchase or for lease. They put them in something called the multiple listing service, multiple listing service, which effectively is just a database for realtors. So um, in order to put a property into the multiple listing service to share with other realtors to come in and do a deal, uh, commissions are offered. Commissions are offered. So generally speaking, and everything's negotiable, but generally speaking, commission on a rental deal um, is going to be about 10% of the gross annual rent. So that means if a place rents for $1,000 a month and there's 12 months of the year, therefore the gross rent is going to be about 12 grand. Now, if the commission is 10% with uh, half going to the broker for the landlord and half going to the broker for the tenant, that means $1,200 of the $12,000 will be paid out in commission. So that's going to net the, um, the broker, the, uh, the landlord about 10,800 bucks, while $1,200 is going to go ultimately to the, um, to the brokers. Again, uh, with 600 going to one side and 600 going to the other side. Now, if you're listing the property with a realtor turn you're paying the commission, that's one thing, and that tends to be somebody, who, um, you know, maybe an individual who maybe owns a few units or, or something relatively minor. Now, if you're a corporate owner, if you own a two or 300 unit complex, do you really want to be paying out that much money on each and every one of your two or 300 units every year, or would you rather take the amount of money that it costs Um, to rent out the places, put it towards your own marketing and have somebody internally go ahead and handle leasing and not have to be able to pay a commission. But if you do that as a corporate owner, that means you're not putting in the multiple listing service. So what I'm telling you is if a property is listed and we're going to refer to it here, it's effectively a listed property in the multiple listing service, but all the properties that are corporate owned, the ones that you're driving by and uh, there's a sign saying for rent, move in special today. If you were if you were here, you'd be home already. All that is corporate owned, and none of that will be reflected in the statistics we're going to refer to. So, when you're looking at the rental data, keep in mind there is the shadow inventory, which is that which is corporate owned, and then there's the regular supply, which is that where a real estate commission is paid. So, it's something to keep in mind as we sort of uh, kick around this um, this market. Let me remind you again, all the statistics I'm going to refer to are coming from the MLS, which is Southeast Florida MLS Matrix. And if you want to see charts or any reports that have been uh, produced in order to um, Uh, 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 support uh, this podcast, go to condovulturesrealty.com, go to the middle of the the page and there you'll see a whole series of reports. So what do we got going on in the rental market in Miami-Dade County? Well, I will tell you there's 6,758 properties for rent, 6,758. And I should tell you of those properties that are available for rent, they're not only going to include condos, but they will include apartments, efficiencies, multifamilies, and townhouses. Now you say, Peter, if we're talking about condos, why are you telling me about all these other rentals? Well, the reason I'm telling you about the other rentals is tenants tend to be driven by price per month, and they will basically adjust what they're willing to accept in order to pay the rent that they wanna pay versus somebody buying will typically adjust their location in order to get all of the creature comforts that they need. So pricing is very important on the rental side. And as a result, somebody chasing a a condo for a certain amount of rent, if they can't find it in the condo, they are um, probably more than willing enough to accept an apartment or efficiency or something that's a little bit different than what they originally thought, as long as they can hit the right price point. So again, 6,758 properties are currently for rent in Miami-Dade County. 12 months of 2020, 33,620 rented. So what does that mean? Well, if 33,620 properties rented in 12 months. That's an average of about 2,802 properties renting every month, 2802. If I take the 2802 that rent on average in 2020 divided into what's available, which is 6758, I come up with about 2.4 months of supply, 2.4 months of supply. Again, equilibrium is six months. So that suggests this is a landlord's market, but I would push back to you and say corporate owners are not um, reflected here. And because the 300 unit projects with the flags inside saying for rent are not suggested here, it doesn't really give you a good perspective as to what's going on. what gives you a better perspective of what's going on is going to be pricing, pricing. And by the way, why why aren't those numbers uh, listed here? Because no organizations go ahead and do surveys anymore of the rental offices. There used to be some uh, entities that went ahead and did. No one's really doing it um, um, right now. Uh, in such a way where it's distributed, so so no one really knows what the uh, uh, knows what the rental market is. Some of the stories you might read about the rental market in Miami Dade County in South Florida, all that's based on surveys, and um, you know it, it may be right, it may not be right. So take it for what it's worth. Now, uh, in terms of the pricing, what's the median asking price for rent in Miami Dade County? And again, keep in mind um, I'm going to focus on median here rather than average. All the other podcast uh, segments I've done average. This time I'm doing median. And what's median? Median's the number right in the middle. And Why am I doing that? Because the rental market is so um, unpredictable and the data is so sketchy that the best way to, to get a sense of what's going on is to simply go with the median. It's the equivalent of licking your finger, holding it up, trying to figure out which way the wind's going to blow. That's about all this good that that is worth, but it will at least give you an idea. And why is it so sketchy? Well, because Places can be rented daily, they can be rented weekly, they can be rented monthly, they can be rented annually. They can be rented furnished, they can be rented unfurnished. If you were to go through and really sort of drill down and get something very specific, chances are you're not gonna get a real sense of what's going on and it'll be uh, somewhat distorted. Why? Because again, renters wanna pay a certain amount per month and they'll adjust everything you're willing to accept. So um, I wanted to point that out. Now, uh, again, rents, what's the median price uh, per month for a uh, place in Miami-Dade County for rent? two grand, two grand, $2,000 is what the asking price is. The places that rented in 2020, they rented for a median price of 1850, 1850. What is the difference? About 8.1%, 8.1% uh, between what the asking price is and what the prices ultimately achieved on a median basis. So you say, well, you know, that seems pretty good because didn't you say that typically 20% difference between the asking price and the and the typical transaction price, uh, starts to get interesting and an 8 to 12% of the deal gets done. But yet these places are, are the asking price is only eight percent higher than when the prices that are um, that are being paid. Why would that be if there's only two point four months of supply? Well, the reason that is is that there is uh, pressure coming from the non-listed properties, the properties that where there's a corporate owner that has the flags and saying for rent. And as a result, these landlords cannot charge what they would like to charge. Think about what the the prices they were asking in terms of on the condos versus what the prices were actually being achieved. Much different story on the rental market, and why is that? That's because of shadow inventory, corporate owned properties. So uh, that's price per door. Let's talk price per square foot. Price per square foot on a median basis in uh, Maine did Dade County for rental, 230 a foot. 230 a foot per month is what they're asking. What was achieved? Median price of two bucks a foot, two bucks a foot. That's a 15% spread, 15% spread. Remember, 20% difference. It's interesting, 8 to 12% tends to get done. So again, you can see the rental prices on a per square foot basis uh, are very much in line where kind of where they should be in order to get a deal done. And then finally, days on market. Uh, the median number of days on market for the rentals uh, right now, 47 days, 47 days. So you're pushing two months two months uh, effectively on the market. The places that rented, how long did it take them? It took them two months. It took them 60 days, 60 days. So if this was such a strong market with only 2.4 months of supply and, and you know that the seller had or the landlord had the advantage, you wouldn't see uh, situations like this where uh, the pricing, the asking price versus what's achieved would be so close. And you also wouldn't uh, see 47 days being the median number of uh, days that places on the uh, places for rent in 60 days for a place of lease. If the market was that tight, it wouldn't take 60 days at least. So again, a good indicator of maybe what's going on in the rental market and why is that all? Because of corporate ownership, uh, those places with the four rent signs in front or the uh, you know the sign that says move in special if you come today. Those are, those are corporate owners. So all of that, um, all the data taken together, that gives you a good understanding of what's going on in the Miami-Dade County um, market. The buyer's market, uh, the condo market is a buyer's market. The luxury condo market is extremely a um, buyer's market. The distressed market, you've got close to 90 properties uh, that are currently available for sale. And then on the rental side, you can see that um, pricing and uh, number of uh, units on the market is, uh, you know, it's pretty competitive, suggesting that you've got some uh, stuff that's not listed that's having an outside impact on the rental market. So, all of that being said, I want to remind you that um, if you're not yet a subscriber to the podcast, please go ahead and do so. If you're listening to the podcast, if you like what we're doing, leave us a rating as well as a comments. Uh, as well as some comments. The more ratings and comments we get, the more likely we are to spread our message and move towards accomplishing our mission, which is bringing straight talk to an overhyped condo market in South Florida. And then finally, if you have any comments for us, send an email to inquiry at condovultures.com, I N Q U I R Y at condovultures.com. All the comments we receive, we read on the air and discuss during our Wednesday Reporters Roundtable podcast, which is where we bring together current and former journalists, talk about some of the biggest headlines that have occurred within the last week. So, Until next time, I'm Peter Zalewski. I hope you stay safe, you stay healthy, you're all able to get inoculated, and uh, we'll catch up soon. Ciao, ciao.